Well, it's the end of the program, and as always, we will talk some quirky news. But this time, due to some uh, difficulties with Errol, he was trialling a drone and it got out of hand. I'll say no more other than he ended up in the emergency ward. Not serious, but certainly enough uh, of a cut to get uh, and need some major repairs. Uh, so instead of Errol or Brian talking quirky news, I have on the line our good friend Alan Zervis. Alan, uh, wonderful to talk to you. Let's talk about this Toyota story. They want to have a flying car to light the cauldron at the 2020 Olympics. Do you think that has potential? Well, I do. I mean, we won't want Errol doing it single-handed if you get madrift. <laughs> No, I think that's a. I think it's a, an interesting idea. We'll want it to work better than the last cauldron that we saw lit that got stuck halfway up the waterfall. <laughs> Can you imagine the the car getting stuck half halfway up to the halfway up to the cauldron? I'd prefer to do it like the Dukes of Hazard, a two door sports car that does a barrel roll over the top, and he throws a lighted thing out of it in that sort of bogan. Uh, rebellious sort of tone. I think that's the way I would prefer to do motoring. There is a touch of bogan in all of us, and I think all of those kind of uh, uh, really daring things kind of get to us in the end. How are you actually going to light it? It's not a flying car in a way. It's really a big drone that carries a person that they put dinky little wheels on the bottom it's a bit, a little bit like how I used to build a billy cart. You know, you go down to the hardware store and buy some rather cheap wheels. It's a little bit of a stretch to talk about it as though flying cars are going to be here tomorrow. Well, it's a little bit like a Toyota, isn't it? Aren't they built from Bunnings bits? <laughs> it's, 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 oh, dear. It could be a Camry. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you know, it's it, the, 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 they'll take him over the top and he'll have a cigarette, dump the fag down. That's what I reckon he'll do. Right, yeah. You know, because there's a touch of bogan in him. The trouble is, Alan, that you then hover over the top of it and light it. Surely there, you know, nothing could possibly go wrong. Could not the flames go up? So the message will be... barbecued human. (laughs) The message would be, don't throw your cigarette out the window. Look, I think there's a great possibility here. Well, it works for me. I mean, it took me ages to give up smoking, so I'm all for it. It's not nearly as good to throw out a vapour device. No, that's quite right. Then just have a bit of sort of looks like smoke come out from it. The the plan, apparently, the Cartivator is a, a resource management company that's building this, and they are going over the top about how they, by 2050, they will have, and they claim on their website, that we will be in a place where we, quote, realise a world where everyone can fly in the sky anytime and anywhere. This is just absolute nonsense. This is the nonsense we're getting with autonomous cars, as though the whole world's going to be beautiful and we'll be able to travel anywhere, anytime. It's not going to work. There's just not that much capacity. Wouldn't it be lovely if there was, though? Wouldn't it be lovely just to get into a car and and be able to go to your appointment in town and all you do is just sit there and have a glass of champers while it's sorting out the intersections? I think that'd be wonderful, don't you? Well, the only trouble is it's dangerous in a two-dimensional world as we drive around roads. When you add a third dimension to it, 
you were going to have to have some fairly sophisticated autonomous systems because I tell you, drivers are not going to be the way to do it. Well, you've seen me drive. I don't think you want to see me fly. The Olympic motto is, of course, Sitius Altius Fortius, which is faster, higher, stronger. This is everything that's wrong with the current car industry. We don't need powerfuler cars that are stronger, like big SUVs, and now higher, that are, are flying in the air. Isn't this all the dangers come together? Well, that's right. I mean, I can just imagine one of those flying whatever they are, or a drone for that matter. I mean, if it can take off poor old Errol's hand at, at, the, at the wrist, imagine what it could do flying into an apartment block with a bomb attached to it. Oh, look, there's a whole, whole range of things. You know, actually, drones are being used quite a lot in delivering things to jails. I did know that. I did know that. Well, if um, I think it's Amazon is, is uh, doing drone testing drone deliveries. Yes, of course. Not to jail, obviously, but, you know, to private premises. Oh, they do it to jail anyway, as long as you pay. And you know, they've got enough credit cards there, haven't they? Well, they use their phone cards for credit cards, I think. I think that's what it is. <laughs> well, the flying car, we've heard about it for years. Uh, the, the big issue is that I think we'll ultimately need corridor space in the sky. Uh, the Jetsons had it. They went along corridors. They got stuck in traffic jams. They had little things that polluted. They had stop signs and police that pulled you over. I think we might need to do it. Otherwise, it'll just end up like a swarm of bees going in all directions. Well, just imagine how cluttered the skies would look. You know, you look up now and see the odd jet go across and the tinfoil hatters with their, uh, what do they call those, the, the jet streams? Vapour trails. Yes. Uh, they call them uh, chemtrails. Yes. Can you just imagine them looking up and seeing two million flying automobiles yes indeed good luck to toyota may the tokyo 2020 olympics be the epitome of all that we can achieve but preferably not on steroids and talking about on steroids the dodge in 2014 they had the 707 horsepower 527 kilowatt hellcat it was that two-door, again, the Dukes of Hadders. Seems to be a common element in our discussions, Alan. They had that, but now they've got a Hellcat on steroids. It's the Dodge Challenger SRT Demon. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles have put it out, and it has 840 horsepower, 626 kilowatts. Alan, does it appeal to you? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it certainly does. But having said that, look, in the last few weeks, you and I have driven some cars with uh, well over 400 kilowatts. Hmm. And, uh, you know, what do you do with them? I mean, you, you get to 100 kilometres an hour or 110 kilometres an hour if you're in that particular section of highway, then you've got to lift your foot off the, off the uh, accelerator or throw your licence away. We hopped into the last of the big V8 Aussie bangers, the HSV GTSR Commodore. They don't call it a Commodore, as you will point out. Uh, what was that, 435 kilowatts of power? And interestingly enough, David, that car was $109,000 uh, plus on roads. And this Dodge Demon converted to Australian dollars is about the same price. Yes, 
I think by the time they get it into Australia, it'll be dearer. But yes, $85,000 American, 112 as you say. Uh, but the thing about it is, oh, I was going to just say about the HSV, I did do some filming and we were at the traffic lights, one car back from the stop line, the lights went green and the car ahead of us, a Toyota Avalon, went off at a speed you would expect. And so we somewhat failed to use our 435 kilowatts yeah well i'm I'm not surprised and the only time you're going to use that is on a racetrack let's face it you cannot use it on a public road so you're drinking all that petrol for absolutely no reason unless you shut down half the cylinders talking about performance this dodge demon can do uh, standing quarter miles about 400 meters in under 10 seconds and it will do the naught to 60 time in 2.3 seconds uh, 60 miles an hour that's not to 100 kilometers an hour that is moving good lord well aveyron does that but it's worth what 1.2 million or something I- i'm not quite sure i really want to move that fast to be honest because it's not the going fast it's the stopping at the other end that i worry about well that reminds me of that great muscle car era wasn't that a great time in motoring I, i've read more about it in history than i was old enough it started around the mid 60s and went to the early 70s that was the first the well the first car in may 1965 was of course the pontiac gto that it had 376 horsepower from a 421 cubic inch, which was the most uh, powerful thing. Well, here's something that's got more than twice that. And in fact, the new Demon on the drag strip can actually get the front wheels in the air. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm really not surprised. And interestingly about that first car, you think that you can get that same power now out of a four-cylinder car. Yeah, good point. You know, that, um, that Ford Focus that we drove, would be, that would be about in the ballpark of the same, uh, same power. Uh, yes, two, that's 257 kilowatts to horsepower. I will do the conversion, and it's about 344. There you go. There you go. Good guess. Good guess. So, but that Dodge, uh, the, the Demon, really appeals to me. I love the look. I love that retro look. A few car companies have tried it, but very, very, very few have succeeded. Chrysler had that awful, what was that thing they had? They had a convertible of it as well. Can't remember the name of it now. Awful car. An awful car by Chrysler. You'll have to be more specific. <laughs> Indeed. I think you know the one, the, 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 the PT, PT Cruiser. Oh, heavens. Oh, that was the you little remember? retro thing. That was horrid. It, it was awful. It was awful. It was awful and it was awful to drive. It was just a, a, a neon in a different frock. Well, that was also around the time when they had the Prowler as well. But at least the Prowler looked the business. Prowler looked a very sort of American graffiti car, didn't it? I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it sold very well, though. It reminds me a little bit, if only they'd ever produced of that Holden. Do you remember that Holden, the effigy? Oh. That concept car they made that looked like an FJ that had been uh, slammed. As in the lowered roof. Yeah, well, and lowered to the ground too. It was. Uh, I've seen it in Holden's Heritage Museum, and it's uh, it's very, very low to the ground. But this this Dodge is something that you could buy in America right now. The Demon will be coming out shortly, but the Challenger you can buy right now. 
The thing about the muscle car era was that they went like the clappers in the straight line, but they didn't go around the corner. I think this car might well have been geared to try and do that straight line drag more than necessarily any top speed. Well, I think you've just I think you've just talked about every single American car that there's ever been made, haven't you? Yes. Yes. That's the joke. They, they'll, they, they'll go okay in a straight line, but you try and go around the corner and they'll fall over. Welcome to the American car industry. <laughs> well, I think that's why American cars traditionally in Australia have sold so badly. Yeah, they wallow along, don't they? And, and the only one that hasn't sold badly was a Mustang, and the Mustang is, is in a completely different genre altogether, although in the era it was a muscle car, and the new one is also a muscle car, um, it's just got an aura about it because of the free advertising courtesy of movies and so forth. Yeah, the the Mustang, you're right. It had character, not just grunt. Well, I think what it had was sex appeal. It, it probably came into its own in 1967 when they brought out the Shelby Mustang, and that was really in the muscle car. Of course, the first Mustang was based on the American Falcon and was really more to do with looks although they you know there was a, a a few sort of you know top models with some power in it but in may 1967 it was the shelby gt500 a big 428 engine big uh, holly carburetors and things that really made the mustang into a, a more muscle car did you know that the very first mustang that was delivered was delivered to a secretary Yes, she still got it. And her last mm. name was Brown. No, it wasn't, was it? I believe it is, yeah. Barbara? Barbara. <laughs> right. Clearly, clearly right. style runs in the family name. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> but I think if you're going to have a muscle car, it has to look the business as well as be extremely loud and extremely powerful. Yeah. Uh, and I think, that, uh, I think that demon looks the part. Sadly... Um, Chrysler doesn't make much off that I'd want to drive. No, indeed. Indeed not. Alan, that is just wonderful to talk to you. Uh, thank you again for your time, and we'll catch you up again soon. No problem, David. Thanks for having me. And that was Alan Zervis from Gay Carboys and Total Auto, a new website that brings together a range of people from various organisations and approaches.